I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. You're listening to Room 104 and during the week on Wednesdays, just to, you know, make ourselves feel better about ourselves, yeah. <laughs> we like to talk to some of the best comedians around about their worst gigs. So as you always say, hashtag trigger warning if you don't like public speaking or have chronic fears of standing up in front of a room full of strangers or work colleagues and presenting because this this goes to uh, the trenches, the, 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 the most awkward, horrific situations of public speaking. Yeah, but there's no such thing as you doing a gig throughout your whole life and it all being perfectly rosy and brilliant. No. No, 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 it always goes horribly wrong. Always. And I was actually going to ask, is there well, certain sometimes. times of the year that's going to be worse for that kind of reaction? Uh, that's a good question. I know uh, sometimes, my excuse uh, sometimes is if you go to gigs in January and a lot of people are, uh, if you're gigging in January, a lot of people might be sober. They might be doing dry January, so they might be a little tighter. You know what I mean? It might be a little like, hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Sometimes, where I'm not saying you have to be heavily intoxicated to find <laughs> people funny, you know what I mean? I'm just saying, you know, you're on a night out, people are a little bit more giddy sometimes when they've had yeah. a, a responsible drink. So uh, joining us this evening now to share some of his most horrific gigs, he's also going to be performing this weekend in the Laughter Lounge. I presume most of the tickets will be gone for Friday and Saturday night. At this stage, you can check out the Laughter Lounge web- website if you want to have a look. But Mr. Kai Humphrey, sir, how are you? Hey, legends. How's it going? Great, great. Well, We're good. You just call us legends. Amazing. I know. I, I don't know what. I, I don't know who you're talking to because it's it can't be him. You know. Nah. Well, no, well, no, sir. No, but I, as well as that, I was I was only just saying there a few minutes ago mm. that I tend to get really awkward when I'm doing these interviews with people like comedians because I'm not funny at all. It's so funny looking. Uh, uh, yeah. Easy, yeah. easy. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Tell sorry. my mom that now. It's, okay. it's sorry. I'll, I'll take laughing at jokes. Don't worry. <laughs> but I get so awkward that when I'm saying hi, I tend to wave. <laughs> and I know you're over yeah. the phone, but yeah, it's uh, I'm very awkward. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I find that's what, that's what happens. I, like, I was in the opticians and I, I, I told the optician that I was a comedian. He was asked what I, what I did for 11 small talk. I told him. And he just got all nervous. He was like nervous wreck. He couldn't hold it. Yeah. <laughs> I just turned this guy nervous. Yeah, it does happen though. <laughs> well, I mean, things like that when you think I'm going to talk about him on the radio <laughs> that's why I know you are I was scared it was a, was a self-fulfilling prophecy or are you going to add like I'd be yeah. worried that a comedian's going to add me into their material yeah you, just, you'd be yeah. lucky yeah. use it to slag me or well, something well they might change your name from Saoirse to Deersha it's, it's, it's <laughs> I wonder not, who you're not, talking it's about not you at all God listen Kai before we maybe get into some of the you know the worst gigs that you've ever had to do we've all We've all done them because, unfortunately, they're just par for the course. It might be one in a hundred or one in ten or whatever. There's some horrific ones. How long have you been doing stand-up comedy for? It's over ten years now. In fact, it might be eleven. Two thousand eight. Yeah, Christ, this is. <laughs> it's going to be my twelfth birthday in October. Oh wow! Yeah. And at what point does someone go? What will I do? Oh, I know. I'll be a comedian. Do you tell yourself that you're funny? Do other people tell you you're funny? How do you get into it? Uh, people laugh on a daily basis. I know that now. But at the start, at the start, you had to take a punt on yourself. You had to back yourself. Um, yeah, I, I was just watching a gig, and I didn't realise that stand-up was a career choice. I was a lifeguard and swimming teacher at a sports centre. 
I was watching the guys on stage. And I was like, "Is that a job?" <laughs> and I just, I just figured it out from there. As soon as I realised that that was a life hack that you can just do twenty-minute shifts. Yeah, in fairness, that's it. It's kind of like acting. <laughs> you you're like, show oh. for a day, and you're like, "This is grand." Yeah, you get paid for the month. Yeah. yeah. And Kai, can you remember yeah. where your first gig was? Yeah, it was at the Hyena Cafe in Newcastle. Because I, I, once I'd watched a gig and decided that's what I wanted to do, and I was looking into it, doing my research, I found out there was an open mic night in the same venue. It was a uh, new material night builder, so professional comedians doing new material so I thought like this is a good way for me to go and chat to some professionals and find out what's going on uh, when I went with four of my friends and we made up like almost half of the well about there was about 12 people in the audience including us and uh, I just spoke to the guy running it a comedian called Gavin Webster who I believe comes and plays in Dublin quite often at the lounge I said to Gavin Webster I was like hey next month when you put the bill on if I can jump up I'll bring a few people to like beef up the audience and he struck the deal with us, and I just brought all my pals and just done a, done a gig to my mates, essentially. And how was that, that was one? first gig. Yeah, it was fine. I'm just showing off in front of my pals. Yeah. It was when I, it's when I started driving for three hours to perform <laughs> the six men and the dog that I got tricked. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Now, yeah. I, uh, this is what I used to think of radio back in the day when I was much younger, that people just turn up to their job and start talking, and then that's it. You don't have to prep anything. You just turn up yeah. and s- turn on the mic and that's it. So is it the same for comedy? Are you just turning up or do you always come prepared or at the start were you writing your nah, own material? I, I, was, I was a lot more disciplined when I was writing when I first started out because I would, I would really write it and rewrite it and then rehearse it. Like I'd, I'd pace the living room practicing it. And if anything, it makes it a bit too wooden. It doesn't mm. feel natural when you're saying it because you're doing your script and you can't go off script if anything swayzier or bendier away from it then, then you're a bit lost so to, like I feel a lot more comfortable the, with my style now how I'm loose and anything in the room can happen and I'll deal with it but back then I used to really like as if I was cue carding it I would have everything word for word for word so uh, in your 10, 11 nearly 12 years of doing stand-up comedy what are those standout moments that you look back and go that was one of the worst gigs of my life so the, it used to be the Christmas gigs. I would I would perform for John Glasgow over the Christmas, and they were just like certain deaths. A lot of them, the ones in Glasgow and Nottingham and stuff. And um, I remember one of one of those ones I did. Uh, I I done my twenty, but it was like it was hard, right? It was like I really had to grind it out. And the compare that was on, I was fairly new at the time too. The compare just went. Man, if you if it's going bad, just get off. You're spoiling it for everybody else on the bill. If you stay on there dying, like give us a fighting chance to go back on. He was a bit like when I think of the way he spoke to me as a new comedian, that was rude. Yeah. At the time, like he did nothing for my confidence. <laughs> so the next time I was on, um, the next time I was on one of them bills, he was buried in my head, and I'd done like eight minutes, and I got off. I, like I wasn't going to do my time. I just tried to dig up the audience, just like hey, give the guys that are following me some respect at least. Try and listen, and I get off stage, and then when I got my way off them, my wage been halved. <gasps> I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking that guy's advice again. Oh like, do, no. your t- <laughs> do your time. Wow. So you got, you <laughs> left halfway through your gig and yeah, I got half the money because I, I left on the advice of another comedian who was just actually just. Being a jerk. You'd be better off just standing there, <laughs> you know, looking at your watch yeah, and just sitting oh, down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that, that probably, if, I, if we're talking about my, my, my worst gig, is the one where I actually did like, count down the clock. It was, um, it, it was, I'm gonna, I think it was 2017, because I, I, them, them Christmas gigs, I avoid them now. Like, you try and avoid putting yourself through that. Sometimes they're, they're, they're irredeemable. 
So you just go, right, I'm going to try and keep them out of my diary completely. So I, I think I've just paved this lovely career up ahead where there's no bad gigs. And I put this gig in my diary in 2017 with, because uh, the, the next bad gig's always around the corner. It's always coming. <laughs> You've never had your last bad gig. Right, so I'm doing this gig that's a, a pub crawl for a guy called Ben Riley who does the Stockport um, Comedy Festival. And I know his gigs are great. I do his comedy, comedy festival now and again. It's fantastic. I trust him. So I go to this pub crawl and one of these is like 30 or 40 people moving from venue to venue to venue. There's four venues. There's a different comedian on in each venue. And I follow the, the one before mine. I go and watch it. And it's just in this restaurant space. There's nobody else there. The PA is set up. These 30 people have clearly had a nice time at the previous two gigs. And they laugh at the comedian. And it's just class. And I walk with the audience to the next bar where I'm about to close up the show. And uh, in the, the bar that we'll walk into is full in this karaoke on and the audience can't get into the bar for the it's a proper old man pub as well like I, yeah. like I was I was easily half the average age of that room when I walked in and I would have been like 32 <laughs> so I walked in, I, I walked into this bar with Bren and he's like chatting to the management and they're like oh I totally forgot that this was on tonight um yeah well you can use the PA for the thing and, and Bren, Bren comes up to me and he's like uh he said, Kai, we've got them down for contracts, so they're only, we're only going to get paid if we do the spot, if you do the time. So if you go on and do the time, we'll get the money for it. And he's just like, I consider him a mate, you know, like I, I want him to get paid for the thing and yeah. I want him to pay me. I don't, I don't want that to come out of his pocket. And uh, the, the audience who are on the pub crawl, who are enjoying stuff, couldn't get into the bar to watch it. And I just had to play a gig to just the, car- the people that were enjoying the karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> I, just looked, I just looked like I wasn't even trying with the songs. I was genuinely the whole time looking for a hidden camera. So you I, thought I that they set you up? I, I was like, this has got to be a setup. They've just put me on in the karaoke. And how did and they then, react? Well, it was at first, I felt it out of them. Like, I kind of like stopped the press, got everyone's attention. Just, I was very like high energy. And I was like, I told them what was up. I just explained the situation. And I, I had a timer and I set the clock. I was going, this can be whatever we want it to be. This could be an absolute nightmare. Or we could just have a laugh and I'll set the thing and then we'll go and see how far we get. And I, I actually set the timer for the, the obligated time and set it away. And uh, I actually got off the blocks all right like I got their attention yeah. they were listening and then I made the mistake of swearing and this old, old lady didn't like it oh, she got yeah. up and she was just like yeah you got a potty mouth and she started shouting and listening to every conversation she just broke out everywhere and I absolutely lost the room oh, I think no. I ended up I was singing La Bamba for the last five minutes <laughs> and, then, and, and, and then I done I done like a new year countdown at the end of it like I done like the bells are going to ring at the end of the ten. Oh, and was it New Year's Oh, it felt like New Year's, but man, that, like, it's honestly, the, the way time can slow down when you're in those situations. But how, how, long were you me- how long were you meant to do? I think it was it was 20 minutes I was down for, but it was oh. 15 minutes was the con- contractual obligation. Oh, even so five minutes in front like, of that crowd would have been horrific. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, like, I thought I had them at the beginning, that was the worst thing, because I, I thought I'd played it right. I was like, right, what's the way you play this room? It's like you get them all on board, you make them part of something, and then I just lost it. In hindsight, like, I shouldn't have sworn. What was crazy is, like, I looked around that room, right? They were mad at us for swearing. I bet if I, if I was racist, they would have probably loved us. <laughs> that was probably the answer I was unwilling to, to go for. But yeah. I think that's the whole thing. If someone's not prepared for a comedian to come into the room that's the worst they're going to oh, sit yeah. there and go well, I'm not ready for this so what are you doing what to are, me wh- who are you I didn't consent to comedy yeah 
Oh, I, I had a gig, um, which it, 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 this could have been death warmed up, but it turned out to be all right in the end. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I'm not here to talk about gigs that went well, but I'm going to. Uh, I got brought in to perform for the, in Dubai for the people who run the Dubai Marathon. You know, the infrastructure workers, like the people who close yeah, the yeah, roads, yeah. like all the, the working class salt of the earth lads, and they're all from my neck of the woods, from Newcastle way. They're, like, they're, they're the lads that run the Great North Run. So they were out in Dubai doing that, and they, they, I, got, I, got, I, I can't remember even how I met the guy organising this. I think it was through a gig somewhere, but I, I, it, was like, it was another time I was out in Dubai doing actual curated gigs, like actual gigs. He was like, hey, will you come out and perform for these lads on, the, on that like, dinner at the end of their, their work? I was like, it might not work, you know, just throwing me on as a comedian in that situation when yeah. there's a bunch of lads having a laugh, and then the, why are they going to listen to me? Um, and then he told us the fee, and I was like, I'm in, I'm absolutely in. <laughs> and I come out to do this gig that was meant to be awful. I'm in the bar, he put us up for a couple of days beforehand, I'm in the bar just on my own having a drink, and one of the lads who I was meant to be performing for recognised us. So he, he recognised us from working at the sports centre back where I used to, used to work previously, and he knew my brother because my brother used to work on the roads. So he gets his mates out and they're chatting to me, and one of them's like, are oh, you not a comedian now? And my cover's blown. But they don't know I'm there for them. Like, right, I, yeah. I don't know if I filled in that part of the story. I was a surprise for them. It wasn't, they didn't know I was coming. They didn't know they were getting a comedian. I was going to be a, a treat for them at the end. Yeah, yeah. So I end up hanging around with these lads, ask us why I'm there. And I'm just like, I'm just on holiday. In January, it's usually quite quiet work-wise. So I just have a holiday every January. You know? like, and I ended up going to play golf with them. I went <laughs> to pub quiz with them. Nice. And I'm just behind enemy lines with these lads. And I'm like, they've got no idea that I'm about to do the gig. And all I did the whole time was write about them every time they tell the stories about <laughs> each other. I was, I, was just, I was just infiltrated them and just wrote Wow, double agent. That is genius. Double agent. I didn't write any, I didn't do any resets. So in the end, they invited me to that dinner because I'd been hanging out with them. They invited me to that dinner. And then I asked the gaffer, I was like, don't tell them that you got us. Just tell them that you talked us in, this stepping up while I'm here. Oh, and nice. And they'll appreciate it a bit more. Yeah. So uh, well, actually, like, because uh, it, was, it was all outdoors. There was no PA. It was just like standing up and holding court in like a, ba- a balcony with about 30 lads on no having, way having a big meal because those, cool. those any of those corporate dinner ones can be uh, a little bit uh, horrible as well but we could chat Kai yeah. about you know hours and hours about all the other worst gigs but a gig that I hope you're looking forward to is obviously this weekend the Laughter Lounge uh, right here in Dublin always love the Laughter Lounge it's my favourite it's the best yeah I'm here Thursday, Friday, Saturday this week oh the whole weekend as well Thursday, Friday, Saturday I must pop down if yeah. I can get tickets hang on a second now you're working Thursday, Friday, okay. Saturday Come Saturday. On right, Saturday nothing to be doing <laughs> we'll see if we go on Saturday <laughs> Kai so Kai if you want to check out Kai highly recommend uh, you do um, fantastic comedian who'll be on the lounge this weekend and the rest of the lads on the lounge this weekend as well really really good lineup Thursday, Friday, Saturday uh, Kai uh, social media handles anything else you want to give a quick plug before we let you go yeah yeah I've come off Facebook you can't find me on there I mean my my, my, my site's probably still floating but Twitter it's at Kai Humphreys Instagram it's at Kai Humphreys lovely we will share that out via FM104's Twitter handles and listen Kai thanks a million for coming on My Worst Gig this evening hey thanks guys hey it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out Quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.